Not yeah, but I, I don't I don't know what BMW are doing with their grills. I have no clue why they've gone down that road. I don't know what they were thinking. This is a very very stimulating conversation, but I've realised that we have we're talking about cars. Uh, yeah, this is related. Ha- okay, apart from the BMW M4 camper van fridge thing, which you could take to Namibia. Yeah. Are we really cars. making the connection saying Europe, America, Canada? We've, we've called about... Country. We've covered country. countries. We've covered transport. What else is there? There you go, mate. Do you think it's fair for us to move on? Uh, we haven't covered history. The top speed of the first car ever made was 12 miles an hour. Amazing. There we go. Right, we've done history. I think now we can start the episode. Very good. Perfect. So, hello and welcome to another episode of The Lockdown Traveller with me, Zaki and Zaim. This is a show all about charting colossal causeways, and in Zame's case, counting the number of potatoes in his rabbit and potato stew to make sure that they are even. This week, the lockdown traveller is in New Zealand, looking at what is on offer here. And as always, please like, subscribe, follow to the podcast, as well as venturing out onto our social connects on Twitter, the LD Traveller, and Instagram, as well as our blog, thelockdowntraveller.blogspot.com. Do you know, I'm really happy that my intro is kind of yeah. getting refined now. <laughs> yeah, you nailed that. Yeah, yeah. That it's only well. been 11 episodes, mate. I know, right? Yeah. Honestly, it's like, got the Twitter handle. I completely forgot the Instagram handle. Yeah, um, you've got to mention uh, Facebook too, but go on. Oh, and we have Facebook as well. Yes, late to the party. But yes, we have Facebook. So face... Face connect, us. Connects <laughs> with us. Lockdown, yeah, like. Like with us, like us. the page. Like, like yes. with us. Brilliant. Shut up, man. Shut up. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yes, like us. How's the thirties treating you, mate? Oh, uh, do you know what we are? We are old. Uh, speak for yourself, mate. We are old. What is this world? Anyway, facts, please. Um, did you know that New Zealand is a country that Thank has? You, oh, right. That has. Um, it's the only country, or maybe the first country in the world, to appoint an official national wizard. Interesting. Get down. Is it yeah, basically, is there's, it a, there's, a, there's a dude, uh, he, his name is Brackenbury Channel, which doesn't sound like a name. <laughs> okay. Ian Brackenbury Channel, sorry, it's Ian, it's Ian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also Ian McKellen, which is very, you know, anyway, but he dresses up like Gandalf, he moved to the UK, like he's born in the UK, moved to New Zealand in the 1970s, and he's known as The Wizard. Awesome. And he gets paid by the council to do... To look like Gandalf and do stuff. He gets paid by the council to look like Gandalf. He's paid sixteen grand a year, mate. But, but yeah, okay. So is he okay? So this wizard is he grey or is he white? He's grey, mate. Gandalf the Grey. Okay. Yeah, he's Gandalf the Grey. He, he basically looks exactly like he's dressed up exactly like Gandalf. Same hat, same robe. Gandalf the Grey. <laughs> nice, nice. Same beard, but yeah. Um, and he's like eighty or ninety, I think, something like that. Wow. All right. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Good. Good for good for New Zealand. Good for the wizards. So I had one, which was that the New Zealand is the last place on this planet which is settled by humans. Um, so people and the ancestors of the Maori people came from French uh, Polynesia and settled in New Zealand just seven hundred years ago. So in terms of history, which we've touched on in like Jordan particularly, it's relatively new. Mm. Seven hundred years. Le- yeah, that's not long what, at all. Just yeah. 700? Yeah, unless I've completely made that up. But I well, I mean, I, I say have. just 700. I think Canada has, like, what, 151st holiday recently or something? Can- Canada's such a baby. Um, really? Yeah, it's pretty young. 
He's pretty young. 151st. Oh, I'm going to have to Google that because I... That's like two, that three right generations now. worth. That's it. Okay, maybe. No, go on. Yeah, that, that seems... Ex- but then again, America's pretty young as well, isn't it, relatively? Yeah, yeah. It's a baby in that respect, in comparison to anyone, like Europe. Yeah. With like the Persian Empire and stuff, which have been around for God knows how yeah. long. There yeah. Was, yeah. There yeah, was yeah. a fact about... Um, I think the Oxford Library is older than the pyramids or something like that. Yeah. Which wow. is just weird. I mean, the, I, it, history always messes up in my mind, like, the scale of things. Like, apparently, mammoths were alive at the same time as... Um, the pyramids. The pyramids. And then I think no, they didn't find dinosaurs until after... Um, what's his face? One of the presidents. That narrows it down. Thomas Jefferson. So, yeah, like, he, he didn't have any concept that dinosaurs existed. Yeah. And I mean, for me, it's the one which always gets me is uh, the the first St. Paul's Church Cathedral, whatever, in London was built at the same time as the birth of uh, one of the, the, the last prophets in Islam um, at, at the hmm. same time. And that really messes with my head as well. Um, That's weird. Yeah, history is just very cool, but very confusing as well. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how you're going to link this back into the episode, but... <laughs> yeah, same. God, um... say, what's the transition? And, but what's his fact as well? My fact? Okay, well, I have two facts. Well, I have a few facts, but... You tried to you pull wanted, a speech you, you want a transition, season. right? <laughs> yeah, go uh, New Zealand is one of only two countries in the world, the other one being Denmark, that has two national anthems. And the first one is God Save the Queen, which is obviously England's national anthem. So that's your transition-ish. And uh, the second national anthem is God Defend New Zealand, which became official in the 1970s only after the queen allowed it how how is that the transition sorry i'm confused uh, you had saint paul's cathedral in london which is in england and oxford God University. Save the queen queen england I mean, new zealand that's pretty weak mate it's uh, i mean it's, it's better enough, than what right? i was gonna do what were you gonna do <laughs> uk's an island new zealand's an island okay zane what's your next fact my next fact is that every high school or university or post-secondary institution in New Zealand is legally allowed to hold one pound of uranium and one pound of thorium for conducting nuclear experiments, but they will be fined a million dollars if there's ever a nuclear explosion. <laughs> well, that seems wow. fair. That seems fair. It's like yeah. it's in this actual legislature, but it's not as exciting as it sounds because it, the legislation specifies that it has to be uranium and thorium of natural isotope composition which are both kind of pretty inert so there's not really much chance of a chernobyl type situation like professor brian cox yeah so like for, for a nuclear reactor or a bomb fun fact you need enriched uranium yes yeah absolutely um but <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely so we won't be having any ch- chernobyls or chernobyls um there what did we but decide ca- on chernobyl yeah, I think it was Chernobyl. Oh, Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah. Starting our own little trend. But I, I, I think before we even start the episode properly, we, we do need to do a, a shout out to the Prime Minister of New Zealand. Like, what a Indeed. legend. The way she's handled yeah. this. Just yeah. Yeah. Both Arden. COVID and, like, the Christchurch shootings, everything. Everything. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, and the, 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 the steps and she's paving the way for so so many other future leaders as well. It's, it's really impressive and I'm slightly jealous that we've got... <clears throat> Slightly different way of uh, conducting politics, um, but yeah, no, definitely a shout out. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if she's listening to the episode. You get, yeah, you get, <laughs> you get a lockdown like traveler gold star. <laughs> she's probably one of them, right? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gold star. Yeah, we should start doing that. The other seven are just the world leaders, right? 
<laughs> yeah, how could this yeah. possibly go wrong? <laughs> no, yeah, I can't imagine that going. Anyway, yes, yes, anyway, no, yes, yeah, definitely has to be said. Yeah. Good, good stuff, yeah, for sure. They're COVID-free now, aren't they? I think they've been COVID-free three different times. Mm. Yeah, they did, yeah, they'll do it pretty well. For sure, for sure. Okay, so who's going to discuss the elephant in the room? Oliphant. Olif- yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> who's going to discuss the oliphant in the room? Yeah, I think our resident who's scared of elephant toys. Okay, I'm scared of that one elephant toy because you guys messed me up. <laughs> Traumatically, just psychologically, whatever. Anyway, skipping past no, 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 the you, entire sorry, you, thing. No, you need, you, need to, you need to explain this now. Out of context, Glossing it just, just sounds like we've done some can... proper bullying. So could you please... Yeah, I don't think you can gloss this down. For context, I was a very small child. We were watching the Scooby-Doo Zombie Island, I think it was called. Cat, cat, cat Island. Cat, cat, the cat Island, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And we were doing that late at night. It was a very scary movie. Went upstairs, fell asleep. And while I was asleep... Ali and Zeki had this sort of... They had a massive elephant door with horrible, huge, creepy eyes. And they placed it right in front of me while I was asleep. So then when I wake up, the first thing I see is this horrible, massive, hideous-looking elephant staring directly at me. So obviously, yeah, I was going to freak out. Uh, oh my god. And Zeki's mom got so annoyed at us, she actually gave that toy away to charity. She did, yeah. she did, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Should have burned it. Then you can rest assured that it's never going to come into contact with you again. Absolutely. Until we find it and buy it for you for one of your birthdays. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of you probably would as well. 100% yeah, if we could find it. But yeah, no, so the uh, the elephant in the room, we can't talk about New Zealand without talking about something. So, Zane, please. I have so many Lord of the Rings facts, honestly. Like, that's the only thing I could talk about in this entire episode. So, yeah. let's start, right? Okay, so... <clears throat> Did you know that the entirety of Lord of the Rings, so every single scene in all three movies, all of that was filmed in New Zealand, apart from one single scene? Can you guess what it is? Um, Mordor. Nope. Mm, Mordor um, is not a scene. No, no, when he's climb, climbing up Mount Doom. Nope. The bit, uh, the bit at the beginning in, in the Fellowship of the Ring where they're all getting together trying to break the ring. Nope. Um, yeah, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. It is, it is in Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. Oh, okay. It's also okay. in the extended edition, not the regular. Ooh. So if you count the regular, which you shouldn't, um, then all of it's shot in New Zealand. But if you count the extended, which is the only way to watch Lord of the Rings, then there's one scene that isn't in New Zealand. Go on. Go on. You know when Boromir dies and they put him on a boat and it goes down the waterfall? Spoiler alert, right? That's... <laughs> was shot in South Africa, because apparently there wasn't a big enough uh, waterfall in New Zealand. Interesting. That surprises me. Yeah. yeah. So, think that apart would be from that, there were, I think, 150 different filming locations across both the North and the South Islands. Wow. That literally all... this New Zealand is Middle Earth, essentially. Yeah. That's beautiful. Pretty fantastic, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, because uh, whilst I was doing research for this, I mean, I, I was well aware that this episode could easily turn into Lord of the Rings discussion for 45 million hours. And, and it should. You know, yeah, so uh, part of me will, will kind of like shepherd this quite quite closely. But Good luck, mate. I know, Good I know, luck. honestly, right? This is the part where I, my iron fist comes out. Um, but uh, when I was doing the research, every single thing I was looking at, I was like, hang on, that looks very familiar. Lord of the Rings, it's like, the you know the one where the, um, not the Dementors, uh, the Nazgul's come in and attack Frodo on that castle, when just when he's met Aragorn. Um, yeah. Yes. That, I saw the castle. 
ruin thing or the, the mountaintop for where that should be. Uh, in one of the research. Yes, it's just yeah. We need we need. I want to go explore all this stuff. Yeah, because it's quite cool. Because I can imagine you the fact that you can actually go and see these places for real, and it's not just a set. Yeah, that they, is super cool. They they made the Shire uh, for the Lord of the Rings, and then they tore it down. And then when they remade the Hobbit, they had to rebuild the set. And then since then, it's been a permanent attraction in Mata Mata, which is in the North Island. And you've got like Bag End, you've got like proper Shire and the Green Dragon Inn. Mm. It's like a proper. You can visit the you Shire, visit which this. is so cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can go inside the houses. It's very, very cool. Is it? Is it just like a complete film set, or do people actually live there? Uh, I don't know if people live there, but it is. I think yeah, you probably could. You can stay there. You can um, rent it for like a banquet or a proper second breakfast meal. Uh, they have different packages. You can buy a tour. So yeah, I'm, I'm assuming people can live there. And how many times would the poor people at the, the inn have to listen to uh, annoying mugs coming in going, It comes in pints! <laughs> they must be I mean, so... They must be you like, have oh, to no. say that, right? Yeah, you do have to come. Have to oh, that, yeah. I feel sorry for them already. They're like, oh, shut up, mate. As long as you don't do the sing and dance on top of the table, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't what? watch Lord of the Rings now without like just quoting the movie, like the scene before it happens, and it always annoys the people I watch it with. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. You don't need to tell us, mate. Yeah. Although I've, I've started saying just tea, thank you. Just tea, thank you. Just tea. Actually, fun every, fact, you know when um, Gandalf is in Bag End and he sort of meets Bilbo for the uh, first time in the beginning of the movie, hmm. when he smacks his head on the doorframe, or the chandelier, sorry, that is actually Ian McKellen smacking his head. It was a mistake, but then he <laughs> sort of acted through it. Oh, no way. And they, they kept it in the movie. Nice. Cool. That is very cool. He's he's a class actor, right? Yeah, he's he's so good. I didn't know I didn't know they kept the site this like still there. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Maybe not for giants like Ali, but for everybody yeah, else. Yeah, I was just debating that. How small? Like, is it really small? Where it is? Yeah, it's for hobbits. Yeah, but so I can't visit. I mean, you can visit, but you'll probably have to like crouch down a bit. <clears throat> They'll think you're Bigfoot, mate. They'll think you're Bigfoot and hunt you down. I mean, if if Gandalf can show up, I'm sure you'll be fine. Just try and not to lick the walls too. or, you know, the floor or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Along the bit. I mean, Gandalf was the OG of, of the whole movie. Yeah, but this episode can't just be Gandalf appreciation. No, also, I can't. before we move on, did you know, you know Gandalf's weed pipe? Yeah. <laughs> There's a special spot on his staff where he just keeps it. When he was Gandalf the Grey, and you can see it in the close-up of the staff during the movies. But when he turns into Gandalf the White, the weed is gone. <laughs> so, so is that is that how it's written? Is that how Tolkien wrote that? Did he write that saying that Gandalf's weed pipe? No. <laughs> I mean, where else are you going to? His Ganja is stuffed in his is stashed in his. Exactly. Is that what he said? Pretty much, yeah. All right. Okay. What well, quick right. is the popo? Hide it in my staff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Where did he hide his Glock? Say. Where did he hide that? <laughs> exactly. Under his hat. <laughs> Under his hat is a different. rabbit from uh, Monty Python. <laughs> okay. But sorry. Yeah. So Gandalf was awesome. Radagast. What a joker. Well, I, I thought. Yeah, he was funny. He, he does was, yeah. my head in. He, he is a bit of a. Yeah. He's gone down the rails. I have, have some pride in your work, you know. I know. He well, Gandalf is weird, but Radagast is crack. That's that's the way. Yeah. I mean. that's the that would be fair. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Okay. So we got Hobbit, Hobbitsville, Hobbiton. Hobbiton. Yeah, the village. Hobbiton. Real life Hobbiton. So have you got any other like? Is there any other actual attractions apart from Gandalf's weed pipe? All right. Well, uh, Mount Doom is Mount Goruho. I think I'm pronouncing that wrong. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. But in yeah. Tongariro National Park, 
So you can walk across the Tonga River crossing, which is a full day hike, and it's got these fantastic views of sort of the land that would become Mordor in the movies. Okay. There are a bunch of filming locations in Wellington, so the tree-covered areas of Mount Victoria, they were sort of Hobbiton woods where Frodo and his mates were hiding from the Black Riders. <laughs> Frodo and his mates were hiding? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm paraphrasing. Can you please course. do a rewrite of the story? Just, I, oh, do subtitles for the film, because I would love like to see fan that. Watch um, <laughs> Harcourt Park becomes that bit of Isengard where Gandalf rocks up to seek Saruman's counsel. There is a regional park, the Katoke. I'm obviously I'm pronouncing all of these names badly. <laughs> but um, Katoke Regional Park became Rivendell, and there are a bunch of signs um, all over the park that point out the exact location of each scene. And there's like a map which has details where each structure is located because after they'd filming, they'd have you know got rid of all the stuff. Yeah, and also can I can I just say that two people have already given us feedback over the various episodes saying surely surely you guys should rehearse the pronunciation of things before you come on Yeah, on, I mean, you would live. think that I would Google this and make sure yeah, I'm pronouncing exactly. it right. Two people have reached out and said, it's just not good enough, guys, you need to say it. And we're still going, oh, mate, I, I just don't know how I'm... Yeah, yeah, not I don't know. To be this. honest, I did search for the pronunciations and I tried and I still got them horrendously wrong. So I put the effort in yeah, and I still can't do it. Just, so, just wanted to just, talk, those two people who did call out that, we have acknowledged it, we've taken the feedback on board and yet nothing's <laughs> happened, so... Yeah. I mean, in, in wow. my defence, I did... Google the pronunciation of a four-letter word, and I still got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I was doing the exact same thing before this. I was like, is it this or is it that? There's also a place called the Putangarua Pinnacles, which okay. become the Dimholt Road, so that creepy passageway in the mountains where Aragorn, Gimli, Legolas go to get help from the ghost army. Oh, nice. Um, nice. There That's so many cool. other, There's, like, Mount Sunday in the Ashburton district is Edoras, which is the main city of Rohan. And the set took nine months to build, but it's no longer there because I think it was built in a conservation area and they didn't really have the rights to sort of keep everything why there. Would it, why would it take nine months? Rohan was a druid. Yeah, rubbish. Rohan was, it was a joke, a, mate. It was a straw house. It was house. like three I little huts. That, that's it. Gondor. That's where it's at. Also, yeah. Gondor and Minas Tirith have the same set. Same person. Same person. <laughs> really? Yeah. And okay, the door, that, the, cool. the main gate for um, Helm's Deep was so well built that when they smashed it with a battering ram, it didn't actually break. So they had to sort of remake it so it's less strong. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. That is also, cool. can I'm I... A... Sorry, go, go on before I start venting on something. If not, if you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, I do apologize for the last half an hour. Yeah, I mean, you, you're going to have to stop me because I'm just going to keep talking about this movie or yeah. these movies. <laughs> But can, can, Rightfully so. if we're appreciating Gandalf, can I just do a shout out to Legolas? How useless was he when he needed to take down that one orc? Um, yeah, he was going to blow up Helm's yeah. Deep. Like seriously, ooh, look at me, I can shoot arrows, mate. Well, shoot that guy. Oh, mate, sorry, I missed. Yeah, when it matters. When it matters. Yeah. Oh, he's like Edison Cavani. Edison Cavani. That's what he's like. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Again, if you haven't seen football, I apologize for this <laughs> entire <laughs> section. If you haven't seen the film either, yeah, yeah. basically go watch it because it is. But but that would be really cool. That'd be an awesome trip. Yeah, if you 100%. could go and visit each site, do like a proper trail yeah, along the way. Like just throughout New Zealand, it's got fantastic, and they, like they're very um, they like that movie put New Zealand on the map. Kind of like it's so much mm. so that they actually hired this dude to be minister of the Lord of the Rings or something. That's amazing. For the movies to make sure wow. that they are spending money efficiently to promote New Zealand as much as possible. Can you hear the kind of the hit tinge of jealousy in Zane's voice? Because I think he would absolutely love to Honestly, do that. and you do a really good well. job as well, I think. I think you would, yeah. It would be so much fun. You want to yeah. move to New Zealand, right? 
Yeah, honestly, of all the episodes we've done, this is the one place where I would just live. Mom would absolutely kill you. I think the creatures would kill him first. No, seriously, can you imagine? His, his mom's in Canada, I'm in the UK, and you're like, guys, I'm off in New Zealand. Mom would be like, hell <laughs> What to do? I'm going to be a wizard, mate. <laughs> exactly. And, and, a, and a part-time minister. Yeah. That, that, that part's not as important. Yeah, that would be cool. The wizard reason. But one of the great things about New Zealand, as well as all of these uh, points and attractions, is that it's really accessible. The whole place, um, kayaking, rowing, uh, biking, driving, hiking, all of these things, it's so... It seems like it's just one really great place to go and explore, and like it seems a lot more accessible than some of the other places we've talked about in the past. Mm-hmm. You forgot about pogoing. You can pogo? I, I guess you so. You can pogo oh. wherever you want. I suppose it doesn't doesn't really stop you, does it? Exactly. Yeah. Would you carry a pogo stick in your hand like this? <laughs> Try and get that for your customs. Right? Oh, just a stop. Yeah, it's a stop. Exactly. <laughs> Stick your weed pipe in it. No one's gonna know. To be fair, they they didn't they didn't take the staff um, from from Gandalf when they yeah, entered exactly. Rohan, so wouldn't exactly, deprive an old yeah. man of his walking stick. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. We could pogo we could try stick, that. Same thing. Yeah. Give it a go. Same person. Then, as you leave the airport, the guy's like, "I told you to take the wizard staff." <laughs> Exactly, exactly. This could work. Pogo into the distance. You go through the x ray, nothing happens. You say, You have no power here. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of this. Yeah, this There's going to yeah. be a lot of this. Um, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll try and steer it to an, another attraction, but Let's, we're coming uh, back to we, the, I mean, Lord of the Rings is the whole episode. Let's just point that out. I think we should just title it that. Absolutely. Um, but as they mentioned, National parks, New Zealand is absolutely littered with them. I think it's got the most national parks, like, relatively in the world, or whatever, something like that, in terms of the country. Could have got that wrong. But anyway, uh, the one of interest I wanted to talk about was the Abel Tasman Coast. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the Ad- Abel Tasman National Park in New Zealand. And it's a 60-kilometer or 37-mile walking track. Um, and it goes from the south in Marahu to the north in Wainu. But the key thing is here is like it goes through really cool different landscapes. So it's got the beaches, then it's got the mountains, then it's got the forests. Um, and it's quite an easy uh, like trail to do, but mm-hmm. you can kind of change it depending on how you want to do it. So you've got estuaries, you've got wetlands, you've got crossings, dirt, sand, everything. It's recognized as one of the best walks in New Zealand, probably around the world. Um, And you you can do it different ways. You can either go through with guides and camp and stay in different places. You can walk across like a road in a single route. You can also go boating across the coastline or kayaking, like like Ali said before. Or if you want to do the entire track, it can do be between three and five days. Mm Mm-hmm. And again, you can access different areas by boat and then some other road accesses you can. You have even water taxi operators, which is really cool, I thought. That's cool. Um, that you can just go off to different places. And that, it's just a really cool, really kind of interesting place. I think that one of the key bits is it has some paths which lead over two bays. And it's called, one of them is called the Falls River. Oh, and that's, okay. you have to, you can walk across it with a 47 meter long swing bridge which is pretty 47 cool 47 meter swing bridge yeah that is pretty cool as in when, so, sorry when you say swing bridge uh, is that like a big uh, swing which sways in the wind or something yeah like that like that bridge in trek that they mentioned That's before with donkey thing no but it's like it's not as badly made as that okay but it's just cool um do you want me to run down the different like stops yeah go for it yeah why not all right so the first one uh, is Marahui to Anchorage Bay. Okay. okay, and that's the that's the main kind of coastal track to start off with. That's the first twenty like twelve kilometers or something like that. Right. It goes 
through the bay or across the coast to, uh, through the estuaries and stuff like that. And you go through the Tin Line Bay, the Coquille Bay, the Apple Tree Bay, the Ackerston Bay and the Watering Cove. Where you can have different campsites and beaches all littered across the whole area as usual. On a slightly side track, you can go to what's known as Cleopatra's Pool, which is a natural rock pool around that area, but like a, which has apparently got like a natural water slide, because it's all like the way that the moss is growing around the rocks, it's like a natural water slide that you can go for, so that sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Um, then you go from the Bark Bay to the Awara Inlet, which is a 13-kilometer route again, and that goes into like the marine reserves, but it's covered in forest, so that's more of the internal heavy forest kind of walk through, through that part of the the whole kind of track and then once you get to the inlet you go from there to the Wariwarangi Bay mm-hmm. maybe I got that right it sounds like right, sounds right yeah. which is like a 16 or 17 kilometer route and that's more of like a camping ground with campsites slatted across the whole area but that's more of like the outside of the forest area okay, nice. getting into like the dust and the dark and go across the rivers and then you enter a bay and a gravel road um, there is a place called the Goat Bay. I don't know why it's called the Goat Does it Bay. Have There's goat? no information. Uh, no. Oh. Yeah. So there you go. It's uh, we'll gloss over that, but it's called the Goat Bay, and you can have a look across the other bays and stuff. Okay. And all go across that track. Probably the um, greatest bay of all time. But if, interestingly, the Goat Bay <laughs> then <laughs> leads. <laughs> the Goat Bay then leads to the Mutton Cove. So, so there were goats, but there are no goats now because they all moved to Mutton Bay. They ended up, yeah, they ended up in Mutton Bay on the way there. Um, but anyway, that that whole route has got cliffs and rocky coves and caverns and stuff like that. Nice. Every single one of those bays looks absolutely stunning because it's got forests around it with caves and rock formations and beaches across the whole area. And then you end up in Bay. <laughs> yeah, which is the last one, which is a five k climb. Um, over like a saddle bit under the estuary's edge and then you end up in that area you can't mountain bike on that last segment um just to be aware if you are thinking of doing that you can't mountain bike on that sec- last segment but i think they've got some time open during the year i think it's like may to september or something like that where you can track in some of the bits hmm. but the rest of it you can't so that's it and then that's yeah that's your final destination but you so. can you can take it in like small chunks right because that sounds exhausting yeah, yeah, like okay, I say, this okay. is like a three to five day thing. Oh, so. okay, right. I thought it was like a one day thing. I was like, oh my no, god, I can't I'd be like no, no, dead. No. <laughs> yeah, so if you okay, want to do fine, it, you can fine, do fine, it fine. like one segment, or if you're interested in like, so you pick and choose what you want. If you're interested fine, in forests or beaches fine, or fine. coves or whatever, take a pick. You can do it, and you can do each of those segments in one day, or you can do the whole thing in three or five days, depending on what floats your boat. That's really good, and you could probably like um, partner that up with some of the other things. So in New Zealand, they've got cabin huts all around the country, which you can just. Um, instead of hotels and motels you can just go and book uh, a little small little cabin which is in the middle of nowhere it's got wi-fi running water etc uh and yeah just taking the beauty of the world so you could probably marry that up with what you you what the the hike thing and then take yeah that sounds really relaxing we should definitely okay okay i like that i like that a lot yeah yeah Again, the variety is pretty impressive. I think that's like Zayn alluded to. I'm going to bring this back to other rings, but the fact that you can, everything that you can think of in terms of the variety of scenery is there, and because it's so sparsely populated, mm. it's just natural in its beauty. And New Zealand is pretty strict on like its um, nature reserve, like kind of policies and the wildlife preservation things like that. So camping spots and stuff are quite prominent, but they're they're quite good and clean, respectful about it, and it's pretty good. I mean, it's, it's kind, kind of, nice. of related to that fact. And I might be completely wrong about this because I read it a while ago, but I was reading that of all the population in New Zealand, only 5% is human. Everything else, just animals. Only 5%? Yeah, I mean, 
Again, I might be wrong about this because I haven't checked, but I read it somewhere at some point, so it might not even be accurate. Does the Yeti count as human? Uh, um, depends who you ask. Why maybe. do you bring the Yeti up every time? Because apparently Bigfoot sightings have been seen. Well, yeah. apparently Eddie thinks that that's the dude who killed everyone in the Dyatlov Pass, right? <laughs> and and yes. it's the scariest thing in our Halloween episode. So no, it's so not. What, no, yeah, no, it was. No, it's, no, it's, no, it was. No, no, because it didn't do it. Shout out Yeti, big man. Wow. <laughs> so, so far we've got the, pro- the Prime Minister of New Zealand and the Yeti listening in. All right. Yeah. Okay. Why does Tolkien go on about mutton in his books? Why not anything else? What do you have against mutton as Tolkien? There's nothing Tolkien, but what, he's, 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 he's like, beef is good, chicken is good, but now he's like, no, 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 it's all about the mutton, mate. It looks like meat's back on the menu, boy. <laughs> <laughs> It was that if if you'd have planned that intro early, then I'll say congratulations. That was quite good. Oh <laughs> uh, no, no, that I wouldn't mind some mutton right now. That's a nice thing. That sounds sounds really. I've had nothing but maggoties. Stink bread. What are you thinking now? <laughs> what about them? They're fresh. Oh god, this is going to be a long episode for you. This isn't is going to be such a long episode. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Um, okay, um, shall I try and steer us away from Lord of the Rings again? You can try. Good luck, mate. Good luck right, with so that one. We've touched on um, the first settlers of New Zealand, which were the um, Maori who originated from eastern Polynesia, arrived in New Zealand in several waves using canoes called waka voyages between 1320 and 1350. And we'll, we'll talk about some of some of the culture in, in, in a second and some of the experiences people can go through. But I just wanted to shout out the... Um, there's a bit of a story around the, from the Maoris about the creation of the North Island, where if you look at the map of um, New Zealand, the North Island kind of looks like a like a like a fish almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and according to the the history Maori history, the North Island of New Zealand is known as the Teika a Maui, as in Maui fish. Mm-hmm. And it appears in many legends um, that a very clever and gifted demigod decided that he was going to do something here. So he rocks up and he goes, do you know what? I want to have a really impressive achievement here. And he was fishing in New Zealand, North Island. But because his brothers were a bit jealous of him, or they weren't too fond of him, they decided to leave him behind on this fishing trip. And he heard them, um, you know, planning his demise or planning him... Not exactly be... the best plan then, right? Planning his demise? That's 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 a little yeah. bit extreme. <laughs> I go from leaving him, but all of a sudden they're yeah, planning so to... Yeah, like, okay. all, right, all right, I got you, I got you. So he hears them chatting and then decided to make a fish hook from an ancestral jawbone before hiding under the floorboards of one of his brother's canoe. As you would. What's an ancestral jawbone? I don't know. But I'm sure it's as in it's, like his ancestor, or does he mean well, like? Yeah, probably his ancestors. But given that he's a demigod, I mean, I don't know. If oh, it's fair. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Celestial, yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah, if it's okay. uh, yeah. But I mean, somebody's jawbone was taken that day. <laughs> <laughs> so he turns it into fish hook. He sticks it onto the floorboards of his brother's canoe, and once the canoe was far offshore, Maui's like, "See you later, losers!" And he quickly jumps out from under the floorboard and threw his fish hook onto the side of the canoe. And suddenly Maui felt the hook touch something and it dug in very fast. And with the help of his brothers, they hauled the fish to the earth's surface. And right before Maui could appease uh, Tangaroa, the god of the sea, the brothers began to carve out bits of flesh out of the fish. And these were the mountains, the lakes and the valleys and the shoreline of the North Island. Um, and the fish's head in the south of the island is the ta- and the tail is at the top. So... 
I've read it a few times, this story, and I, I, and I need to do more research on it because it still isn't clicking because if I paraphrase, and apologies to, to anyone um, who knows the story better than this, I, it's not meant in as an insult, but when I, when I was paraphrasing it, I was like, three guys, three demigods, they're chilling, one guy goes, oh mate, I want to go fishing over there, and the other ones who are like, oh mate, this guy's always trying to do something clever and trying to have a big achievement, um, let's 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 do him. Let's do him. In. Let's do him. And then he, the the, the our our boy, um, uh, what, what's his name, Maui, goes. Hang on a second. These guys are clearly going to like go all corrupt and actually um, do me in. So then he carves a weapon, a, a hook, which he sneaks on board the ship. So when they go fishing and the little uh, and the kids are uh, sorry, the other brothers are like, all right, well let's kill him here or let's do him here. He pulls out this huge weapon hook thing and goes, all right, mate, watch this and throws it into the river. Um, and then a huge fish comes out of it, and then the brothers get distracted, and then they right. start taking out flesh and stuff, and then that is what the island turned into. And then they right, right. There's no ending, yeah. but I would imagine so. So, so as almost like more like a fight. Yeah, I think it's yeah, a fight, and then they got distracted. I, that, but again, I, I, I've read it a fair few times, and it's still not clicking. Um, but uh, yeah, that's my interpretation, uh, and I'm here all week. If anyone wants to <laughs> hear more, yeah. Yeah, that does make sense, actually. Yeah, I can picture that as being more like a, he throws it in, the fish comes out yeah. to kind of fight them, and then they get into this battle, and then that's why exactly. that makes sense. United yeah. against a fish, and then they forget about their little uh, rivalry and stuff. That kind of works, right? Oh, but you think you think he also fought the fish with them? I hope so. Oh, I was thinking more that he used the fish to attack them, and then they those two fought the fish. But why would you have a fish as an ally? I mean that sounds like a pretty useful thing. Like, if, Just it, if it became to an be island, clear, right? is this the dude? Is this the dude from Moana? It is related to Moana. I haven't it's actually. Moana. It's a Disney movie. Uh, I haven't watched, but I heard it's a Disney it's movie with the Rock. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. Dude yeah, with I the tattoos, he's like, "You're welcome." Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. is based on that culture and traditions, but I, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. Hang on, you're telling me there's a Disney movie of this exact story, and I've just butchered it, so I'm gonna get so much grief. I mean, I don't know if it's the same story because he's not like the main focus of it. She is. But... I, I'm just going to say, I'll put money on the fact that it's not the same story. <laughs> <laughs> or at least it's not been told in that way. I can guarantee you that. Uh, <laughs> like, hey, let's go fishing. Oh, let's it's do him in. Yeah. Come on, guys. Let's do him in, fellas. Pretty sure that's not in the, yeah, the kind of budget, yeah. Yeah, they're just yeah. like rolling up their sleeves. Like, All right, mate, you've come to the wrong neighborhood. <laughs> Should have never come here. Like, basically, all the Skyrim voice actors. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, that's probably but, the wind he's got an arrow sticking out of his face <laughs> but yeah no no but they've got some really good um, things so going back back onto the, the barrier so that was some of the, some of the legends but they've really got some uh, re, uh, experienced things which you can go so there's this place called Tamaki Maori Village where you, it's probably one of the best places in New Zealand to learn more about the, the culture and the experience of how, how the, the Maoris um, live how they conduct themselves in a day to day basis and some of the, the traditions and culture um, so it's called Tamaki Village, and you are pretty much incorporated into the the, the, the tribe. Um, you help out with the cooking. You have a look at what's going on in the barbecue side of things. You have fried bread burgers, which sounds amazing. And you get a welcome. You get an interactive lunch experience. You do some walk around, fresh tea, storytelling, uh, and pastimes as well. And it's a 2.5-hour thing. So you get to like really immerse yourself. Really in the immerse yourself, and That's there are cool. some things where, as a and as an outsider, you're not actually allowed into some of the buildings with uh, some of the wooden carvings on. You have to be invited in. So this guide isn't a an attempt for somebody to just capture somebody else's culture and go, you know, here immerse yourself in this culture. 
uh, as an outsider. It's the Maori people who have actually allowed this company to actually say, look, we're, we're happy to take in like some um, visitors and some new people to join our tribe type thing. So it's it's not a it's not a blatant attempt at oh yeah no you can live here but we'll 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 capitalize and commercialize this it's 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 mm. definitely oh, a, that's pretty cool. so it's really it's really nice and it's got really good reviews as well so yeah awesome nice and not a single music uh, Lord of the Rings reference yet surely we can think of one did you know Bella. that the Witch King of Angmar was actually voiced by Andy Serkis oh no way who's Andy Serkis Gollum Smeagol oh that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. He did a good job on yeah, that. I couldn't tell at all. Gimli voiced Treebeard. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either. That, although, yeah, I put it together now. Although I was shocked when he told me he was Salah. Yeah, in, in yeah, I Indiana didn't Jones. Know that. In I did not take that ever. And, That's and the fantastic. bear in Jungle Book. I was like, you were named after the dog. Wait, was he? Yeah, Gimli's the Gimli's the the the, the actor for Baloo. The OG Baloo. Uh, somebody please go- ref- Google this because I swear he is, but. Uh, I was sure as in Bill like Murray. the as in like the the Disney. No, I'm 99. Okay, hang on, guys. There's going to be typing here because I'm about to kick off. If it's not, no, sorry, I'm thinking of the remake. Aladdin. Yeah, are you talking about remake? Are you talking about OG original? The, the original is the only one worth watching. And he's one. not. <laughs> Phil Harris. Oh God, who the hell is Phil Harris? Voice of Baloo. Oh, are you <laughs> yeah. sure? How dare you okay. sully the name of Jonathan Rhys? I know, Davies. yeah, right, yeah. I was gonna say he was the best character in that whole film. Oh my, okay, fine. <laughs> so we'll just delete okay. this entire segment, uh, just, right? We'll just we'll just gloss over that bit. Yeah, let's, let's, let's just, just gloss over that. Let's bit. just. Uh, but yeah, he was in Indiana Jones. Yes, good save, him. Right, <laughs> 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 trying to mask over our colleagues' incompetence. Uh, I mean, did you know that he was in King Solomon's Mines? Waxwork, all it tomorrow. Okay, well, actually, go on. Speaking of mines, there you go. Well, I found a segue. <laughs> Thank God for that. Have I redeemed myself? No, because it's not a mine. Oh. Well, whose is it then? <laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't. Uh, it's not. Yeah. Hmm. It's it's more of a cave. Sorry, before you do that, he was in the Jungle Book. Ranjan's father in Jungle Book Two oh, was voiced Jungle Book by. Two, it doesn't count. Doesn't Ranjan. matter. Who's Ranjan? Ran- I don't care. Ranjan's father was voiced by Gimli. You said he was Baloo. I thought he was so Baloo. That's a big difference, mate. That's a huge difference. Same person. And person. It's, it's Jungle Book Two. It's not even the original Jungle Book. No, it's, leave no, it out. The only Jungle Book that matters sequel, is the first yeah. one. There's not even a conversation about that. He's also in Scooby-Doo Adventures of oh, the right. Mystery Show. He's also in Psych, and he played, uh, I think the episode was called, like, I can't remember, Indiana Sean or something, like, it was a play on Indiana Jones, and he's the curator Caves. of the museum. Caves! 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 Caves. Caves. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Right. Um, I don't even remember what I was going to say now. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, I want to talk about the Waitomo Caves. Okay, so the Waitomo Caves are effectively the hills of Waitomo. There's an entire labyrinth of caves, sinkholes, underwater rivers, um, lakes, everything that's super cool for underwater kind of cave traveling. And it comes from the Maori words of Wai, which means water, and Tomo, which means hole. So Waitomo is water hole, mm-hmm. right? And you can go through the caves with a walking tour or a boat tour, and you can go through the whole area. I think it costs something like 30 pounds. Okay. How how big are the caves that you can go through like a, on a boat? Huge, enormous, um, but they go through a whole different thing. I can't really put into justice how big and how super cool they are, but they're all underground. Like they've got 
some of the pictures will put some up but they are it looks absolutely amazing um yeah it looks absolutely amazing you can also do black water rafting which is a separate experience where you can raft through them uh, if you're in a, in a cave if within the cave yeah, yeah 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 so they're pretty big wow um and you so you can crawl you can swim go through the caves you can abseil or zip line through them if you really want that would be fun um, i think that would be better than going on a boat yeah 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 and then you can also yeah you can walk through it you can go up to the falls and go inside it and there's a whole walkway there's even a a museum i believe within the cave that leads to a farmland inside the in cave in the cave is that where they get the I milk is this, so. is this, is this, it all goes back to your stupid milk thing <laughs> and 12 honestly, episodes yeah. You can see rock forms and stuff in there. Um, you can see local shows and stuff that they sh- they do there. They do like a horse trekking thing. You can see some of the nat- like the the birds, the, nat- the the rare birds and stuff that are like that within that area. And yeah, you can also do what's called if you're if you're really kind of brave, you can do what's called the Black Abyss tour, right. which is you abseiling into the dark, complete dark of a, like a bottomless pit, which is the uh, of the Rakuri Cave. And that's through a zip line, and you've got glowworms and underground waterfalls, and you can test yourself with your abilities as you go through that. And that's a full blown. Like if you're a proper, yeah, proper cave person, mountaineer, I don't know what the word is. Yeti. Um, spelunker. <laughs> yeah, yeti. Um, you can go and have a look at that as well. So that would be terrifying, but also really fun. Really fun. Really cool. And above it, because it's me, there's got to be something creepy about it, right? Of course there does. You can attend and stay in what's known as the Waitomo Caves Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, first known as the Waitomo House. As in above, as in like outside, not like just higher up. Yes, yeah, outside. Yeah, okay. yeah, outside okay. on the surface. Yeah, okay. On the surface, cool. yeah. And th- those caves I was talking about before, they're regarded as sacred by the Maori. Okay. And they're also said to be inhabited by the Taniwa. Oh, I've got so, so much on the Tanis later. Yeah, okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll segue into that in a second, but effectively, I'll leave a grief on that, but they're what's known as predators or creatures that live in the rivers, the caves. Um, and they are pale-skinned spirits that live in the forest and mountaintops, and they lure people to their doom with an ethereal flute, music, and singing. Okay, I mean, if I hear someone playing a flute, I'm not exactly going to walk up to them. Depends what kind of flute it is, mate. And and how good they are. What tune are they going for? They probably do Lord of the Rings, then I'd be like, I'm running. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Zucky's got a mate who can play the flute, like, really well as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He actually played the Hobbit tune for us, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, after we went to go see the Hobbit, that was a random day. Very random. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. The creepy predator with a flute. Yes. Do you want to give us a rendition of what the flute could be like? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. Actually, give it a go, mate. <laughs> Have you heard? I don't know why I asked. I don't. Yeah, that one's on you. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't do flute renditions, mate. It's all. You, you don't do I, any renditions. I, I, my creaking, my creaking door was on point, and you know. Yes. I thought that was a yeti. That was good. That was the yeti. That was the, yeah. But no, come, go back to your predator. Sorry. Yes, occupation. So anyway, the, the area of that place where the, where the hotel is built had a lot of battles, different areas, a lot of skirmishes between tribes. Um, and actually uh, some Maori people and some of the British army as well in that area. And the actual caves hotel is built on the site of what used to be an old fort that was used in the battles. Okay. Um, an old British fort. Nice. And... In that era, there's a legend of the Maori princess, which dates back to that era. So the daughter of a high-ranking Maori chief um, became enamored with a British soldier. And after making their rendezvous, actually, you know, one night she was making, she was meeting up with a soldier. She got mistaken by as a warrior by one of the British sentries. I don't know how that happens. There you go. And she got shot dead, unfortunately. Wow. So 
Her spirit is said to haunt the Victorian wing of the hotel, which houses the honeymoon suite. I don't know why you'd learn those two together, but that's where it is. Mm. Um, and she's said to be taking residence up in the attic. You can hear her moaning and screaming all coming from that area. So the main area as well as part of this is known as the ghost of room 14. Okay, oh, mm. And a male guest reported that he felt his spirit passing through him at the time. And he also felt like he was having, um, there he got cold and he could see things going on. And he actually retired to his room and committed suicide as a result of his encounter. And so mm. people say that they can also Bit occasionally... Bit of an extreme reaction. Yeah. I, I don't know, mate. If I, it depends what, it hap- what happened to him. But they can say you can also see, people also see him wandering around. They say that you can actually see a silhouette of something hanging in room 14. It has also been said that in that room, the bath has been seen to drip of blood. I mean, interesting, yeah. But if I go to a hotel, I'm just like I want to sleep. You know, leave it out, mate. I don't, I don't want my bathtub filled with. Yeah, but it blood. sounds cool, doesn't it? It, it, do, like it does. It does. Like it does. It does. That sounds. But yeah, so that goes, apart from Ron Fourteen, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. So like, so you, if you know when you were talking about the the mount the caves and you were talking about the abseiling or whatever, how are you supposed to do that? Like it's in a cave and it's pitch black. No, but you go through the sinkhole into the cave. Right, well, that... you won't see you won't see anything. Yeah, you will when you eventually get to the bottom. There's glowworms and stuff that are in there that light a little bit of it up. But you, yeah, you have to abseil down oh, into wow. complete darkness. That's why it's scary. That's terrifying. Yeah, it is pretty pretty. Yeah, um, glowworms. Yeah. Do you know how they actually emit their light? Is it going to be some disgusting? I, I, I think I know that you know. So I know. I know. I know. No, I don't know. It's, it's, don't it's know. not. It's, it's, they vomit out urine. Urine threads. <laughs> is that how they urinate, or is that just something they do no. in addition to urinating? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, as in just as a side. Well, just as, as a like fun a, night out. Right. It's like, oh mate, oh, I've ragged so much. No, <laughs> they vomit it out, and they. they it's like. The, the drips of beads or the, the, the beads dripping down which illuminate the thing which I've got a few pictures here imagine my memoria with that weary, weird eerie blue green thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, they're the glowworms and it's made out of water and urine and they use it to trap and ensnare their prey so if you're abseiling as Zaki's saying I think it's scary for a different reason because you're literally if you crash into one of these you are taking up mucus 40 centimetre long mucus silk threads which are filled with vomit, urine and water. So you're saying yeah, to, if, but... you, if you crash into one of these, you're in trouble? You're in... Bi- uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> Why is he here? Why is he on this? Why do we not? But yeah, Let's I mean, they, they look nice, but don't touch. We're trying to... <laughs> but that's, that's literally that's an exclamation just that is for you. catchphrase, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, we're trying to get people interested in this, not scare them away. Alright? That doesn't... Anyway, they're tiny, so there's not going to be a lot of it. Yeah, but there are a lot of them. Yeah, but not really. Also, if you're Even vomiting, then. how is it urine? That's what I'm saying. Like, do you urinate separately and then also throw up at the same time? Like, you're from <laughs> well, like I, a fire hydrant from both hands is what I'm picturing. If you're eating or having a snack, I do apologize. Oh my god, the lava uses its mouth to haul up the fishing line of urine stream and swallows up the prey. Okay, enough. Right, enough. Move on. The Move hell on. is wrong? Caves are cool. There's worms in there. Don't eat them. Don't eat Everything them. Everything else is good. Go and check it out. It's amazing. But they're not poisonous, uh, which was an old theory, which they've debunked. So that's And good. how did they uh, debunk that? <laughs> you don't, they went abseiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, okay. That's just end the episode there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least well, that's that's the wildlife segment covered, gents. Well no, I've got so many. I've got, <laughs> have you heard of the moors? I have These not. Huge birds. They also they also urine vomit. No, on they're not. Like... So New Zealand did not have any mammals um, before any uh, before people actually started settling here. So all it had were two species of bats. That's the closest we got to mammals. Everything else was birds. So there were no predators, nothing like that. And birds were like, oh mate, this is nice. Um, so they were huge birds. Um, they were, and they're called moas, and they're all extinct because people ate them because they look like. Well, why wouldn't you look at the size of them, man? Um, and the largest one is a South Island, South Island giant moa. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay, ladies and gentlemen. Look, at, mate, honestly, listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Moas were superlative birds, and the South Island giant moa was the biggest of them all. Adult females stood up to two meters high at the back and could reach foliage up to three point six meters off the ground. What? And to put it in perspective, on a good day, I'm one point eight. This this yeah. bird is bigger than me. And the next line was, and they effing ate it. Is that what the next line is? I mean, mate, look at it. It's like a mammothy ostrich. I, I mean, in, in fairness, people eat all kinds of stuff. I think they, I mean, yeah. like, in the Victorian times, they ate mummies. So what? What? In Victorian times, it was a very popular trend to eat mummified corpses. Uh, when you say popular, <laughs> As in how popular? Everyone used to do it. It was the coolest thing. Why? You get like a mummified thing, you break a piece off, you powder it up, stick it in your food, eat it, you live longer. How'd that turn out for them? Uh, they'd all died. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, I'll stick a picture up, but tell me you wouldn't eat that. What, the mummified? Nobody wants to see the mummified no, corpse, the mowers, mate. Nobody man, wants to the see mowers, the mummified corpse. The mowers, the, the, the huge, god knows how heavy. 249, three, 249 kilograms. What? Whoa. I mean, that's more than a PS5. I mean, one, one bird could feed like five people, right? That's insane, yeah. It is It is a tragedy. I don't mean to get blue here, but it is, a, it is a tragedy in terms of, you know, the way that humans have to hunt every single type of species there are to the point of extinction where you can't yeah. just have one and be done with it. Or at least, like, do it sustainably. Like, there's no reason to get If there's 250 kilograms of meat, like, come on. Do you want to hear what it sounds like? Yes. That's just a bird, man. Oh, that, that's not that a bird. Thing. That sounds like an air raid siren. What's that? Silent Hill started up over there, mate. And when when did these things go extinct? Uh, they went extinct in... Quite early on. Alright, thanks. <laughs> I love how he was trying to stall to find, to find out, and then he just gave up. <laughs> yeah, mate, they died, they died early, early on. So if they died early on, how come we've got recordings of what they sound like? It's re- reconstructed. So that basically, it's, it's a scientist sitting in he a recorded cell. recorded that record, earlier. Record, <laughs> no, that was me going... <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty accurate. But yeah, sorry. So yeah, that, that's what I had for the wildlife section. Back to you, James Oki. <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, okay. If you're well, speaking of birds, there was the the Kia bird, right? Which apparently terrorizes civilians and like bit bites <laughs> wipers and stuff off cars and damages them, and it goes around hunting sheep. What a boss! Hunting sheep. Hunting sheep, and it's it's literally what? a parrot. It's not even a big bird. It's a parrot, and it just goes Man. around harassing people and animals. Wow, that's. That's impressive. Oh my that god, it, lo- it looks like a beast. It looks like it's got scales. 
Yeah, K-E-A, I think it's written. Yeah. But that thing just goes around, like, attacking random people for no reason. That's awesome. Wow, that's pretty cool. Okay. All right. Attacking sheep, that's crazy. Yeah, like, don't buy Apple products. What? Wait, what? Because they're sheep. Oh, my God. Because they're sheep. Anyway, did you know... This is actually one of my favorite facts about Lord of the Rings, right? <laughs> Completely unrelated uh-huh. to the birds or everything. I just wanted to mention it before we run out of time on the podcast. But you know when Bilbo is about to leave Bag End and he drops the ring on the floor? Mm. Normally a ring would bounce, right? Mm. But in the movie, they put magnets under the floorboards and then the ring just smacked into it and it didn't bounce. And that was to show sort of the weight of the ring in a very clever way that you don't really notice at first. Same, you were talking about birds, though. Yeah, forget birds. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, bro. New Zealand. <laughs> How did you? Excellent, excellent segue, yeah. Zayn, as usual. Oh, is that is that is is that it? That is it. That's 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 the fact. I mean, if you want more facts, I have more facts. I thought you were going to give us a bird Lord of the Rings. Yeah, fact. Oh, forget birds. Bird no, we're, we're talking bird. about Lord of the Rings now. Always. Okay. You could have linked that to eagles and then said, no, forget it, eagles. Mate. Always people oh. say, why couldn't they just fly to eagles? No, we're not <laughs> discussing this. <laughs> I mean, it's a valid point. It's not a valid point. Sauron's a massive eye on a tower. You think he's not going to see eagles come in? <laughs> What's he going to do? What's he going to do? Look yeah. at them. He's got like 50 <laughs> Nazgul. He's got chilling over there. Orcs, everything. You can just get them in position ready. Like, yeah, but... No. And plus, the eagles are a proud species. They're not going to help. The eagles take they, out they the Nazgul. like neutral. They, they were Switzerland in this whole... Ish. The eagles came. The eagles took out the Nazgul's. They took them out. Like they it fought was them. Nothing. They killed them. Like it was nothing, mate. <sighs> it was like Bayern I, Munich against I, San Marino. I, we we don't out. have time <laughs> exactly. to educate both of you on this. It's because you're wrong. Oh my god! The, the, and these Kia parrots—they don't actually kill the bird. They kill the sheep. They just eat, tear through the wool and eat some of the fat from the sheep's back. And then just leave. And just, and leave. just leave. Okay. So sorry. Right. <laughs> Sorry, what? I have no clue what we're doing now because I we are completely out of any any. I've got nothing. I got absolutely. Okay, nothing I have one this. thing have that's not Lord of the Rings related. Okay, so how the heck are you going to link that to Magnus rings, eagles, birds, and sheep? Fan? All right. So there's a place in Wanaka in the sort of Queenstown area of New Zealand that's called Puzzling World. And it's a massive fun house that's dedicated to like all kinds of tricks and illusions and stuff. So in 1973, when it first opened, it was just a single level wooden maze. But since then, they've added a puzzle center. They've added a second level to the maze and sort of bridges that connect different parts of it together. So it's a proper multi-level 3D maze. Uh, there's a leaning tower of Wanaka with a backwards clock. There are a bunch of sculptures that are made by um, local artists like the Wita Workshop, which designed all the props and effects for the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, oh, fun fact, right? You know in uh, Lord of the Rings where they're showing all the orcs smashing the weapons and forging weapons, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Those are actually the people making the props for the movies. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Is it bad that I think of we when don't. I picked that scene when he said that, I just picked it early trying to save his plant? <laughs> 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 just ting, ting, trying to try to fashion some kind of materials to somehow save them with the music dun, 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 in the background as he's I mean that, yeah. that that is probably what he does on the weekends um, probably yeah, that's true. but they've also got a bunch of buildings that are sort of spread out that look like you know hand of cards so they're tilted at various angles mm-hmm. there's a hall of following faces which has sort of famous faces that seem to follow you around wherever you're moving around in the room 
there's this thing called a sculpt illusion gallery which has like a, just a bunch of sculpted optical illusions um, there's even this thing mm. called a psychic challenge where they will reward you with a hundred thousand dollars if you can find sort of like a specific unnamed item within this sort of funhouse and i think honestly the best sort of endorsement of this entire place is that in 2015 there was an earthquake in wanaka and they had to evacuate the building but some people thought it was just part of the experience <laughs> wow no so i think that like that single sentence was enough for me to be like huh i want to visit this place yeah, that sounds pretty that sounds amazing, really I'll good. be honest. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Um, right, so we are kind of nearing the end of the episodes. Do you, do you have special mentions, which... Do you know what? No, I'll allow it. Any Lord of the Rings special mentions or any other special mentions as well um, before, before we wrap up? Frodo falls down exactly 39 times in the Lord of the Rings trilogy movies. It needs to be more. Is that any, any like, specific reason it's 39? I have no idea. It takes 11 hours, 21 minutes to finish the extended editions back-to-back. Can I can I can I can get this faction uh, yeah. out of the way first, and then you can end with New Zealand? Yeah, yeah. you can end with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, because we started. Let's, let's, let's that's unfair. Yeah. That fair. seems very fair. I'll please just have it. one fact at the end then. No, do whatever you have many other men yeah. you want. Uh, I've got please, two. Okay, please, please, please. Um, I wanted to mention the Spirits Bay or Piuhane. Uh, I think I haven't said that right, but it's it's the bay which is twelve kilometers wide, and it's one of two bays that link each other together. And in um, Maui kind of legend. Um, sorry, Maori legend. Maori legend. It's said that the the bay is sacred, and it it's the location where the spirits of the dead gather to depart to the other world and travel to their ancestral home, which is a large kind of tree above the bay. So the meaning of the of Pihani translates as the catch of, catch the spirit, mm. which is why it's known as the place where spirits get captured. So that's something that's apparently pretty cool that you can go and see. Um, and in that area. You can go to the Spirits Bay and camp on it. It's known as one of the best campsites all around New Zealand. So you can go there. You can catch up there. You can do fishing there. I think it's like $6 a night to stay in the oh, campsite. Oh, wow. Nice, nice, nice. That's it's reasonable. pretty amazing. I think that's New Zealand. So what is that like? Um, I don't know. 22, two pounds, something like that. Maybe $3, something like that. Probably. So that's US dollars. That's worth having a look at. And when you go from there to the next area um, in Cape Ranga, that's got a lighthouse which is built in 1941 that stands on the edge of the sea and the really cool thing is when you go to that area you can oversee the Tasman Sea and the Pacific Ocean colliding together so it's a clash of two tides in that area which is known as the tidal race so you can go and check that out and see that on Cape Ringa which is about 30 kilometers from the North Cape that's pretty cool that's that's That's, really good yeah yeah definitely need to add that to the list as well um my special mention was a city called Dunedin, which is a mixed Scottish and Maori heritage uh, city, village, I suppose. That is a, t- t- an interesting combination. Town, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. sitting on the southeast coast of South Island. Didn't we have Dunedin in Namibia as we well? We did. It was a name of a ship which uh, crashed shipwreck. So yeah, Dunedin. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. And it's a cultural cocktail of a city. It's definitely worth looking at. Um, it's got Victorian and Ed- Edwardian architecture, and it's stunning. And the, there's loads and loads of wildlife, including the kiwi, which we haven't mentioned yet. Um, Does it have glowworms? Do they urinate and vomit n- on no, themselves? No, thankfully it doesn't. They have rare yellow-eyed penguins, though, which you can find huh. on a hike or a bike ride in the peninsula as well. So, um, better than urine and vomit. And they're birds. Hang on, penguins, shouldn't they be, like, in the snow? Who are you to decide where penguins should be? Like, <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, seriously. Uh, discrimination, much more. Well, also, for, for the kiwis, I think it was the fruit. The fruit comes from China, but they named it after the bird in New Zealand. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, which was weird. Well. Yeah. Golden kiwis. Are we a fan? I don't know you what mean that the is. Fruit? Yeah, they, they, it's basically it's a regular kiwi, but it's golden instead of green, and it's less sour. It's more sweet, and people love no, it. No, I like the green. Yeah, I like the standard one. Yeah, green Me too. Okay. okay, we have spoken. <laughs> Same. Your fact. Your uh, sorry. Your special mention. I have just two facts then. Number one, New Zealand is the only country in the world which has a right to put Hobbit-related images on its currency. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I want to see some of those images, mate. Right. Fact number two, according to a regulation from the International Astronomical Union, all mountains on Saturn's largest moon, Titan, will be named for, nounti- uh, for mountains from Lord of the Rings. Wow. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. Okay, what, what if the natives have already named them? The natives of... Saturn's moon. Yeah. Actually, did you know the our moon actually has a name as well? It's not just called the moon. What is it called? It's called Luna. Okay, that, oh, that yeah. Makes sense. That, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. There you go. You learned something new. About the moon, not New Zealand. And those... <laughs> well, you learned about glowworms spitting and urinating uh, on themselves. <laughs> not on themselves. Anyway, um, so yeah, one thing which I, I said I'd talk about, but we do not have time for, so I'm going to stick a link link up on our socials and blog which is what about the uh taniwa the the dragon thing yeah. the serpent thing which is like you talked oh, about oh yeah we never came back to that um yeah uh just go for it i mean we got time i'll well we, we don't but uh we'll cut out your bit about <laughs> blue nobody cares about blue yeah okay that, that's fair so um the t- okay fine, fine. well i hadn't prepared anything but um <laughs> hey man we haven't got that long <laughs> <laughs> once upon a time no oh, the taniwa are supernatural creatures are terrifying and they're very protective and they're very very prominent in maori tradition they lurked in watery dens and caves and were depicted as dragons or serpents or fiery lashing lizards as well um so they would so often kill and eat sorry eat and kill people or kill and eat kill and eat people yeah that way around that, yeah. that order um kidnap women and sometimes they could be like not domesticated but they could actually align themselves to a tribe and be the guardians of that tribe and provide gifts and karakia which is spells or magic which they could give to uh, the tribe members they look like giant lizards they sometimes have wings they're mostly reptile uh but they can oh, take so these are giant lizards that play the flute <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. So no, no, but they they can play the flute because they can change their shape um, to a shark or a whale or sometimes even weird. Oh, oh, yeah, the, yeah. Those famous known yeah, animals being able animals. to play the flute. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah no, makes complete but, sense. But 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 they can also turn themselves into very weird, pale-looking water demons, which can, in theory, play the flute. Um, so, but they can also change themselves into shapes of logs, which can float in the river as well. If you're having a pretty chill day, you can go down that route as well. Um, what type of log? I mean, a... if I'm a shape-shifting demon, I wouldn't immediately think, you know what my wardrobe needs? A flute. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I've got nothing on that. <laughs> but um, but there are a fair, fair few famous uh, Taniwas in um, Maori culture. I'm not going to do justice to any of these, so I'm literally going to talk about them in 20 seconds, um, 30 seconds. So there was one which was... Uh, uh, a taniwa which was called a guardian which was called tuhirangi who guided and protected canoes and this was the guy this was the the, the demon god guardian who actually helped out um james the cook who was it james cook who i uh, found new zealand i don't know man you did the research <laughs> i'm gonna say james oh it was james cook smashed it mate smashed it nice. yeah so okay. this guy kind of like helped helped him out so that was good and then the other one there was another one where the taniwa was uh called tutaporoporo 
and he began life as a shark and then a chief of a tribe caught him and kept him as a pet and then this guy didn't like that and he grew scaly wings and web feet and kicked off and he began eating people and traveling on the river and then he got so crazy he started eating everyone so then they actually had to get a slayer called Aokeo who then hid inside a hollow log and when the Taniwa came and smelt him he swallowed up the log and then Aokeo was like smashed it mate and slashed him all the way inside out and then killed him and then whatever was left were eaten by the people um, uh, to get rid of the, the, the body as well. And so whilst the not all Maori people believe in the Taniwa, it is still very, very important to many. So much, so much so that in 2002, the Ngati Naho people in Waikato opposed a plan for a highway because they said that it would destroy the lair of a local Taniwa and as a result the highway was actually built in a different area so whilst they don't all believe in it, it is still very very prominent and very very important to them as well and apologies for not doing that justice uh, as we are out of time. I kind of like that a lot though, I like the fact that they, the government has mm, enough mm. kind of credibility that yeah. they, they respect that, I think that's yeah, a nice yeah. thing to be able to do, to have that respect and be like, yeah, well, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. Like, it's really, it's really, really good. Perfect, so guys, we are <laughs> over time, we're out of time, we, um, so we are at the end of the episode, so... Again, as always, I wanted to thank you both for putting up with each other, and you know, uh, which is always good. But again, as always, thank you so much for our listeners and the feedback, which is, is still invaluable as well. Uh, and I please don't think do it's invaluable, and then immediately ignore what they said. No, no, you, yeah, okay, fine. Apart from we're working on it. Apart well, from yeah, those we'll two people, harder. feedback is very much appreciated. <laughs> to everyone else, yeah. Everyone's feedback is appreciated. We will get better at it. We're working on it. Yeah. And oh, definitely please do speak to us on our social media pages, um, especially the uh, especially Facebook. And yeah, anything you want to guys want to add? Otherwise, we are no, just same as usual. Thanks everybody listening and doing everything you can. It's been awesome. And yeah, don't feel free to pop us an email or something if you think there's something you want us to improve or anything like that. Just give us a shout. And yeah, all the all the listeners and feedback is is really appreciated. Perfect. Well, gents, always a pleasure. And thank you. And see you at the next one.